So I guess we're going to do some current events, and some, some of the current events are old, some are new, some are in between, some are silly, some are stupid, in my opinion. But I remember a while back talking, before he won the election, Reverend Raphael Warnock, mm -hmm. and I remember talking about him because he had a different take on abortion. He was for abortion, mm -hmm. and I found that very um, unusual for a reverend who is supposedly going by the word of God, who supposedly believes in what God says, and believing in abortion. Well, you know, he's a Democrat, he's newly elected, and he's a senator from Georgia now. And he had a tweet on uh, Easter. Um, de deleted from his account because he got significant backlash. And what he said was, the meaning of Easter is more transcendent, transcendent than the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Whether you are Christian or not, through a commitment to helping others, we are able to save ourselves, <laughs> said the original tweet. Now, I don't know if you can find it, but it was taken down. It was posted to his non-government account, and it was posted that Easter Sunday and then removed later that evening. And a source familiar with the tweet said, uh, told the rap, which is where this uh, 
article came from, that it was posted by staff without the senator's approval. I, I doubt that. Do you that. believe that? No. I, I don't think anything goes on, anything gets posted without the person knowing about it. Right. So anyway, Jenna Ellis, who served as a lawyer for former President Donald Trump, fumed at the heresy of the statement. This is a false gospel and heresy. We cannot save ourselves, she said. The absolute truth and the only meaning of Easter that matters is the literal, physical resurrection of Jesus Christ, and we must accept him as Lord and Savior. Read Romans, Reverend Warnock. You are a false teacher, she wrote. Right, death, burial, because he said you do remember my death uh, till he come. And I know we, the people say resurrection day, but they also have to realize it's a Passover where our sins are covered because of his death. And then his resurrection, you know, becomes our salvation. But I'm thinking it's almost like a, a wolf in sheep's, in sheep's clothing that has got among the, the church. You know, his, his teachings are blasphemous. And I'm pretty sure... He, if he if he has read the scriptures, then he should know. You can give, <laughs> you, know if he has right? Because you can give your body to be burned, but unless you have the love of Christ, it doesn't profit you anything. Well, some defended Warnock, <clears throat> some defended him, but uh, Benjamin Watson, who's a Christian author, called also called the sentiment heresy. Easter is not a story for moral motivation toward good works. The resurrection reveals our inability to save ourselves in this life or the next, proving that Jesus alone holds the power. Urging people to help others need not come at the expense of doctrine, and to do so is heresy. Right, it is. And I, I don't know what he thinks. I, I, I can't say it. I, I personally don't know what he's trying to accomplish or what he thinks he's accomplishing, but I can say I can speculate, you know, it's, it's like to cast seeds of doubt, you know, because, I mean, you begin to doubt salvation, doubt God's word, you know, like some people will say, oh, it doesn't take all of that, you know, when it actually takes that and more, so. Well, anyway, moving on, I found this article on CBN News, and um, I did not hear about this until I was just, you know, going, looking over topics, and and I did not know that California was trying to restrict in-home religious gatherings that included Bible studies <laughs> and prayer meetings. So but but you were... can go to a bar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I didn't know that they were trying. You know, I know California had a big to-do. You know, wasn't it? Isn't it, uh, Governor? Is is that Governor Newsom? Newsom? Governor Newsom. Mm -hmm. They trying and, to recall him. By the way, they trying to get him out of there. Well, that's good. <laughs> but the United States Supreme Court, it went all the way up to the United States Supreme Court. And just, just recently, it ruled that, the, that California's restrictions, uh, they, they lifted the restrictions. Okay. In a five to four vote, Chief Justice John Roberts joined the court's three liberal members in dissent. So, um, uh, Chief Justice Roberts dissented? 
joined three liberal members in dissent. The majority opinion pointed out that the federal appeals court has rejected the Ninth Circuit's analysis of California's COVID-related restrictions numerous times. This is the fifth time the court has summarily rejected the Ninth Circuit's analysis of California's COVID restrictions on religious exercise. So the ruling stated that before limitations are implemented, the government must prove that religious gatherings present a greater risk than secular activities, such as shopping or attending the movies. Or going to a bar. So, <laughs> or restaurants. Yes. So, there, so Roberts sided with California? I guess. Wow. I guess, you know. Yeah, he, he is a wild card. Justice Elena Kagan, who did not agree with easing restrictions along with Justices Stephen Breyer, Sonia Sotomayor, and Rob, John Roberts, noted in a dissenting opinion that the state has complied with the First Amendment because restrictions are in place for secular at-home gatherings. Aha! Uh -huh. Oh, so they're saying... Well, he's fair across the board because people can't have big parties. A at party home. in their backyard, but they can go to a bar and have the parties. <laughs> <laughs> California limits religious gatherings in homes to three households. <laughs> if the state also limits all secular gatherings in homes to three households, it has complied with the First Amendment. And the state does exactly that. It has adopted a blanket restriction on at-home gatherings of all kinds, religious and secular alike. California need not treat at-home religious gatherings the same as hardware stores and hair salon. Or bars. <laughs> or even when you're out there protesting. <laughs> right. Except for, it's not a gathering of family members. It's a gathering of people who come to worship. And the same way in the bar, it's not a it's not a gathering of uh, family members. No, it's, coming it's not. To, right, people who come to drink, <laughs> have like-minded interests, want right. to get drunk and have a good time. Right, right. <laughs> That's what it is. And so they just made that in-home gathering uh, a blanket because they knew they would come up under some type of scrutiny because they targeted the churches. Well, at the end of this article, it says the governor has been accused of religious discrimination mm. because he has not applied the same standards and capacity limits to warehouses, big box centers, shopping malls, liquor stores, fitness centers, and museums. Right. And in February, the high court told California that it cannot ban indoor worship services, forcing Newsom to revise his guidelines on church gatherings indoors. Yeah, they need to get rid of him for sure. Well, we'll have to keep looking. Now, this is this is like really, really, I, I don't know. I have an opinion, but I'm not going to give it right now. The headlines, I found this on ChristianHeadlines.com, and the headlines say, or the, the headlines of the article says, Target sells best-selling devotional that includes a prayer asking God to help me to hate white people. Ah. 
What in the world is wrong with him? <laughs> now this is a recent article. This is recent and a popular book that includes a prayer asking for God to help me hate white people is receiving additional attention after a Virginia pastor posted excerpts from the book on Twitter and urged Christians to be cautious about such theology. The book is called A Rhythm of Prayer. It's the number one book in Amazon's Christian meditation and devotional section. You can also find it available in Walmart's Christian Life Prayer section and at Target's Religion Beliefs section. A book that says, Lord, help me to hate? It includes, <laughs> yes. It includes a collection of prayers and meditations, including one by Shaniqua Walker Barnes that sparked this controversy. And it says, Dear God, please help me to hate white people, or at least to want to hate them. At least I want to stop caring about them individually and collectively. I want to stop caring about their misguided racist souls to stop believing that they can be better and they can stop being racist. What a knucklehead. Well, what and is she would, then? And, yeah, she's a racist. And why would they include that prayer? Because it's teaching hatred. And God said, he is love. I mean, what kind of nonsense is that? You know, that's so backwards. But anyway, and then there's a blanket statement. She has lumped everybody of based on skin color the in the people, same category. A the broad brush, a brush. Yes. Well, here, let me go on. The the white people she wants to hate are the Fox News loving Trump supporting voters <laughs> who don't see color but who make thinly veiled racist comments about those people. The people who are happy to have me over for dinner but alert the neighborhood watch anytime an unrecognized person of color passes their house. The people who welcome black people in their churches and small groups but brand us as heretics if we suggest that Christianity is concerned with the poor and the oppressed. Well, I haven't met any saints that have expressed that particular viewpoint, but I, I, I do imagine that you might have some conservative news stations that say, because I've watched a few and I could feel the biased tone and some of the language to me is biased, but I don't hate them. I mean, this, that, why would you pray to hate them? They should be educated. You know, they should, they should be taught. Just the same way when, when China started uh, genocide on, on this uh, Muslim group. I mean, to us it's a lot because we're in the millions, but China has so many people that life is cheap to them. I said, I don't agree with uh, religion, but I feel like there's always that chance that that soul will come to Christ. So why would I pray for their Death? Why would I pray for people to hate them or to persecute them? That is so ignorant. I don't know if she means something different. It's a very poor choice of words. No, she doesn't mean anything different. She's just ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> That's a silly. Anyway, um, she ends the chapter by writing, Let me be like Jonah, huh? unwilling for my enemies to change or like Lot, able to walk away from them and their sinfulness without trying to call them 
to repentance. Well, let's, maybe you can be like Jonah and let a whale come swallow you. <laughs> I mean, stay three days and nights in the belly of hell. I mean, let, yeah. let me stop seeing them as members of the same body. Free me from this burden of calling them to confession and rep repentance. But I will trust you in you, my Lord, she writes in conclusion. You have kept my love and my hope steadfast ah. even when they have trampled on it. You have rescued me from the monster of racism when it sought to devour me. Well, that doesn't sound no, like she was got, rescued from racism. she's a racist herself. That's ridiculous. She's not looking at the soul. And she isn't God. She can't be uh, judge and jury and execution of a person's soul. That is crazy. Well, she says she's defending her prayer, and she says she it's, it's modeled after the Psalms. Which Psalms? When, she, when David was praying over his enemies? Psalms what? I, I, it doesn't really oh. specifically say. It uh -huh. says modeled after the Psalms. Oh, yeah. I yeah, took yeah. my rage to God in prayer. I owned it. I was truthful to God about what I was struggling with, she tweeted. And I prayed for God not to let anger and hatred overwhelm me. Well, she lost out on that one because she, she went and asked the Lord to help her to hate. Now, I, I've never seen a song where David did that. I've seen him ask the Lord to uh, overcome his enemies, to save him from his enemies, to not let their enemies get away uh, without paying a penalty, to not let them be guiltless. But she asked the Lord to help her hate. hate right. <laughs> crazy. Right, right. Now, this next article came from ChristianHeadlines.com as well. And it's about a month old, but it struck me as extremely sad. And I think there are families, husbands and wives that are struggling with this all over the world. Um, a Canadian father was jailed in March after he disobeyed a court order and refused to call his 14-year-old biological daughter, who identifies as male, his son. Mm -hmm. This is in your own house. Right. Okay, the controversial case draw has drawn worldwide attention mostly because it includes a father and a mother who disagree over the child's best interests. The couple now is separated. You would think. Well, no yeah. surprise. Yes. The father, Robert Hoagland, is under a court order to, not to discuss the case in public. The court has also ordered him to call the child his son. Yeah, I wouldn't do it either. And to use only the child's preferred pronouns, he and him. Mm -hmm. Hoagland, though, has refused to obey the court. He even set up a fundraising website detailing information about the case in defiance of the court order. I can't hardly blame him. Hoagland opposes giving the child puberty, puberty blockers, believing the child might grow up to regret the decision. The mother, the medical system, and the courts have endorsed puberty blockers for the child. I think those mm. things might cause cancer up the road. I mean, you don't know what you're doing to your body. A Canadian website, the Post Millennial, reported that Hoagland was arrested recently. 
A judge issued the warrant and said Hoagland was in contempt of court after talking about the case in public and calling the child his daughter mm -hmm. and using she and her as the pronouns. Here I am, sitting there as a parent, watching a perfectly healthy child be destroyed, and there's nothing I can do but sit on the sideline, according to the court. I can only affirm or get thrown in jail. And last December, Hoagland was ordered by a court to assist in the gender transitioning of the child and was ordered not to call the child his daughter, and he refused. The child has complex mental health problems that the court blamed on gender dysphoria, Hoagland said. Meaning he the child hates herself. That he believes the child eventually will grow out of the desire to be male. They've created a delusion, and they're forcing parents to live in this delusion, he previously said, according to this website. What happens when, what happens when the bubble explodes and the delusion ends? She can never go back to being a girl in the healthy body she should have had. These kids don't understand. What kind of a 13-year-old is thinking about having a family and kids? Hoagland said he doesn't want to have any regrets about the case in the future. What kind of father would I be if, in 10 years' time, she's detransitioning, and she asks me, why didn't you do anything to stop this? None of you stuck your neck out for me back then. Right, but this is, this is another thing that they're probably going to find very disappointing. They're probably going to be interested in someone because they, now they think that they're male. Now she thinks she's a man. And the person that they're interested in when they find out that it's not a true biological male won't be interested in, in her. Mm -hmm. Because it's freaky. You know, they would say, no. They'll find that they don't have a, a, a home base. They're not, they, they, they ruined themselves as a female. And they're not truly male. Yeah, that's it's sad. crazy. It's so yes. very sad. I think this is just this is just very, very sad for parents when you have to deal with this. Right. And, and the and mother government and father, steps in, yes. And the mother mm -hmm. and father don't agree and mm -hmm. then you end up getting separated and then the courts get involved and the oh my goodness. I know it's painful, but he might have to just say he hasn't lost a child. He has no, no children. He has no daughter. You know, he has... I have definitely know. no son. Right. I don't, you know, and that's a sad thing, but if that's what they choose, not that he doesn't love her, but there's nothing he can do. He's tried everything, but at least he can say, I tried everything that I possibly could to save my daughter. Well, this next article is, uh, and, and I'm very, I guess, happy to read this, and it's Cardinal Raymond Burke, who made comments on his website that many Catholics and non-Catholics have been asking how Catholic politicians and civil officials who publicly and obstinately defend or promote the practice of abortion on demand can approach and receive Holy Communion. Right. How is that? So he has taken a stand and he feels like Catholic politicians who support abortion should be excommunicated. Mm -hmm. And um, they should not receive communion. They shouldn't even be part of the Catholic Church. Right, because they, it's in defiance of the beliefs. Mm -hmm. 
he didn't mention any politician by name, but you know, we all know who. Right. You know, there are, there are many. Mm -hmm. Every Democrat is <laughs> a Catholic. Yes. I mean, you don't have to name anybody. Right. You just look at all the Democratic politicians who are Catholic. Mm -hmm. And he feels like those who publicly and obstinately violate the moral law are at least in a state of apostasy. That is, they have effectively abandoned the faith by the obstinate refusal to practice in practice to live in accord with fundamental truths of faiths and morals, he wrote. An apostate from the faith incurs automatically the, the penalty of excommunication. And he's quoting from the, the rules that they have mm -hmm. in, in the... So he's one, of a, he's one cardinal out of about 125 living cardinals in the world. And they're directly below the Pope in the Catholic hierarchy. Okay. So, you know, Burke said, also may in heresy, if they deny or doubt the truth about the evil of abortion. Withholding communion from pro-choice politicians is not done for political purposes. You know, and I can see he's saying it's done for your soul. Right. It's to get your attention. It's to get you to either you have to stand for something. So if you stand for heresy, then that's you. But if you stand for faith, you have to uh, denounce abortion because it's the taking of an innocent life. Well, anyway, that's. That's that. And I wanted to talk about Bill Gates, you know, because somebody brought this to my attention. <laughs> somebody brought this to my attention, but, you know, I, we, I don't think are going to have enough time to talk about Bill Gates, but just, that's where we're going to start our next program. Um, and I'm just going to give you a little sneak preview. He supports the study of dimming the sun. <laughs> He wants to make he wants to make the sun go away, or to help climate change and other things. <laughs> anyway, this this was brought to my attention by someone who was just hopping mad about this and couldn't believe what he was hearing. So we'll have to continue next week with this article. Yes, praise the Lord, and let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. This week's verse of the day comes from Jeremiah 17, 5, and 6. Thus said the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land and not inhabited. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, what is the Lord king of? And the answer is, he's the king of glory. And that answer can be found in Psalm 24, verse 10, which reads, who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the king of glory. This week's food for thought is, 
Where can you find the secret of the Lord? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought. <laughs>